Write down everything I feel like What I don't really ever wanna feel like Anything at all Anything at all You call me when you're sipping You only came for weekends I hope I was wrong I hope I was wrong And what they say about me Welcome to the podcast and our presenting sponsor is Rapture Masks. As you guys know, that's spelled W-R-A-P-T-U-R-E. Rapture Masks fans have said they love to use the masks when they are traveling, which is important for anyone who has any holiday travel coming up. The masks are comfortable enough for all day wear while ensuring you're protected whether you're going by plane, train, or automobile. Protect yourself, follow and DM at Rapture Masks, that's spelled W-R-A-P-T-U-R-E masks on Instagram and get 25% off your first purchase. You guys, seriously, this is the most comfortable mask out there. It is anti-moisture, antimicrobial. It will keep you comfortable and protected all day long. Hey, Jen. Hi, Kylie. You guys, this is so exciting. We are finally in the same place. It's been like six months. It's, <laughs> it's been, been a really long a time. Really long time. <laughs> I think like. When was the last time we saw each other? Well, right, right before, before we moved. moved. So, July. Yeah, so about literally five months. Yeah, that's like insane. I think your sister is the most exciting for us. Okay, so um, maybe you guys could give us a little bit of an introduction about, you know, who you are and what you do and any other interesting facts? Emma? Hey, everyone. My name is Emma. I am Kylie's younger sister. I'm 21 years old, and I currently live in, in San Francisco. Um, I recently graduated from Berkeley, University of California, Berkeley, back in May, and um, I got a degree in electrical engineering and computer science. Um, Love that. We yeah. Love smart cookies. It's, yeah. A, it's a mouthful. <laughs> it's not that impressive, but I work as a, a software engineer now in San Francisco at like a, a unicorn fintech startup. Um, and yeah, just living life. I've, I'm like only three months into work, living the nine to five, ready to retire, all that good stuff. It's right around the corner. Thank you. That's <laughs> a fun fact about yourself. Yeah. Well, I have one about you. I Emma, Emma's torn her ACL oh. twice. <laughs> Emma has torn her ACL twice. What is the current status of your ACL? My ACL is currently torn. Um, yes, I don't plan on getting it, it fixed again. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, though. Um, I can manage the swelling and the pain. Um, the arthritis is getting worse, but um, honestly, things could be so much worse. And having a knee injury in my 20s, um, I'm not doing any intense athletic endeavors. So not, not, not the end of the world there. That's a really nice positive outlook. Thank you. It's, I've been trying to come to terms with it. <laughs> <laughs> and dad i'm john and i am i live outside chicago i am a dentist for over 30 years a periodontist and i'm also a professor at the university of illinois i'm the proud father of two engineers which uh, is probably the most proud aspect of my life and uh, basically had a wonderful life and uh, you know I, i enjoy listening to kylie's podcast and you know kylie kylie was a history major and i kind of fun fact my fun fact is i 
love history. And when Kylie came to me telling me she was going to get the history degree along with the engineering degree, I just told her, just read books like I did and you don't have to get a second degree. So that was kind of my, you know, my take on it. I said, you know, I, I didn't get a degree in history, but I think that's where we have a love of uh, history. And, and Kylie's a, Kylie and Emma are great to talk to. We have great intellectual conversations and th- sometimes we just binge watch bad TV. So it's been uh, it's it's uh, it's great to be at this stage of my life and have two adult daughters. Aww. Glad, glad glad you, you see like us it. as adults. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, we love. I mean, we we love talking history and just learning new things and all sorts of stuff. And Dad has recently gotten into podcasts, so that's been great. Yeah, that's yeah. so great. I think his. You said you're proudest of having two daughters who are engineers. But you not only have two daughters that are engineers, but one daughter that is the uh, co-real or fake podcast host. And I think that should also be why you wake up every morning and are proud to be our father. I have a celebrity engineer daughter also, Kylie. Yeah. Wow, Emma, thank you so much. That wasn't sarcastic at all. Such a genuine compliment. (laughs) I can honestly say what gets me through my days are knowing that the next week there is probably, unless Jen has COVID, going to be a real or fake podcast released. (laughs) I cannot stop looking. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Emma, you want to say something or do you want to just keep standing there making fun of us? Uh, I think making fun of you is the engagement that <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeking by uh, being on your podcast. That's I, the value you bring. Yes. I just want everyone to hear how much she tears into me and makes fun of me. Is it like proof for a future court case or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, yeah, just proof of emotional distress that you cause. No, whatever. You kind of say things like in a truthful manner sometimes, though. <laughs> You're actually you say. she's saying she's right. <laughs> she, well, she calls us out. She calls you out for sure. But uh-huh. I've been called out too, and it's been true. Okay. Well, Emma, let us just finish our uh, catch up on the week. Yeah. I, I I would never interrupt that. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Kylie and I have been in Vail. It's super exciting. This is my first week living in Colorado, technically, so I don't think the rest of my resident time here is going to be spent in Vail eating wine and cheese every night. No, that's not what you were planning when you moved to Denver? No, I don't think so. But I am calling my Denver apartment my ski condo because it makes the move easier for me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's just a a little... It's just my second home. It is kind of nice that you do, you know, your mom still has the house back in Chicago. Yeah, the house that I don't have a bedroom in anymore. So <laughs> all your sisters have designated bedrooms. And yeah, except for me. That's a tough life. Mm-hmm. That's a tough life being the oldest sister. Yeah, it's okay though. I have my ski condo. You have your ski condo <laughs> that you can retreat yeah. to. Um, but so far so good. You're liking it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, I pretty much just been on vacation. Yeah, because before so this far, you so were good. in Telluride. I was also in Telluride visiting my sister. That was really nice. But I have seen my cousins twice since moving. That's really exciting. a lot. Yeah, uh, I mean, you've only been here a week, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> that is a lot. Um, so that was really nice. And yeah, it's also my last week of work and technically my first week of my new job on Friday. So that's exciting. That's very exciting. Lots of changes. That's a lot. I mean, how are you feeling? Pretty good. I think pretty good. I was a little anxious, but then I picked up Emma and I felt better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we should talk about this. So Emma, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your trip was like yeah getting out here yeah it was um it was a tough trip um 
I took the day off of work. I was planning on leaving in the morning and getting to Denver early, actually. And then right before I left, I got a call from my partner and he said that he had tested positive for COVID. Your partner? Your boyfriend? It sounds like your business partner. <laughs> um, it's actually this like really cool new thing um, where people <laughs> use <laughs> I know exactly use use the term partner instead of um, boyfriend or girlfriend to be more inclusive in general. <laughs> okay, but I saw like, like, um, partner a lot. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, but when I feel like the context for this story is important because your boyfriend has COVID. So it's not just someone that you see occasionally and have a virtual relationship with. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> this guy you, you see in person a lot. Okay, how about you use the term partner more often in your daily life so it doesn't caught, catch you off guard? And <laughs> okay. um, then you actually understand the sentences I use better. <laughs> So back to my story, <laughs> my partner tested positive the morning of right before I was about to get into an Uber. And so obviously um, he was supposed to come to Denver as well. He canceled his flight. I canceled my flight and I went to go get a rapid test immediately as soon as I could find one. The rapid test came back negative. So then I drove back and I managed to find a flight out that evening. And lucky for me, Jen was willing to take a very late night drive to Vail in order to pick me up from Denver, uh, Denver's airport. So I got, I lucked out a lot in being able to still come out to Vail, have Jen drive me and uh, be here today recording this podcast with um, my partner, Kylie. Yeah. So Jen was so gracious enough to stay late. So gracious as they're hosting me for a week in Vail. And pick Emma up from the airport, all COVID negative, yep. all safe. That was very stressful. Emma called me like three times that day. And I was in the middle of presenting something for work. And she kept calling me, kept calling me. And it kept interrupting my work meeting. That is my really Zoom meeting. I know. And then I pick up. I'm like, what do you want? And she's like, I'm having such a stressful day. <laughs> I'm in the car right now. <laughs> I'm trying to get this COVID test. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. But we are, we are just glad that she's here. She's COVID negative. Yes. And she's safe. Yes. My favorite part was I get nothing, nothing. How are you doing from Kylie? Nothing the whole day she, until she lands in Denver. The only text I get from her after I called her three times that morning when she was on the plane, she texts me when she lands and she says, what the, or WTF, you didn't tell me you weren't going to come. And she was accusing me <laughs> of not coming and not telling her. And there was absolutely no worry in her tone, just nothing about how, how am I doing about with all of this? Nothing. It was WTF. Why didn't you tell me you weren't going, you, you weren't coming. I think this is a family therapy session. It sounds like my <laughs> Wednesday sessions with my sisters. <laughs> your sessions with your sisters are probably a little bit better than this. No, no, they're not. You guys can listen in sometime. Well, we're glad you're here. And we also have another special guest, our number one fan. Yay! My dad! Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm John, and I will tell you, I am a big fan. Kylie's got me into 
the podcast realm. I'm a I'm a big podcast listener, and I love real or fake. Aww, we've so uh, nice. we've had a great week here in Vail. We've been having our cheese and wine and crackers every night. A lot of skiing, a lot of fun, and a lot of girl talk. Yeah. Yes, Emma's brought up quite a few uh, scenarios that uh, we don't want to talk about, you know, that makes dads cringe. But My I personal have... favorite is when she said, hey, dad, what do you think about anal <laughs> XXX on the mountain? And I just couldn't. And my reply was nothing. <laughs> Which is very unhelpful to the question at hand, but it's fine. Do you want to pose the question? <laughs> Well, um, oh, the, the question's more like if one um, person in a relationship wants to perform anal on another person in the relationship, then they should be willing, if they have an asshole, to receive anal themselves. If they're willing to um, give anal, then you should be willing to receive anal. Okay, we're not going to discuss this any further, but for the record, <laughs> this is the question that was asked in front of dad. <laughs> And and dad had no response, absolutely no response. And by and for the record, everyone has an anus, as far as I know. So that that Mm. Kim Jong Un doesn't. He doesn't poop. Fact. Wait, what? Yeah, Kim Jong Un doesn't have a butt. He doesn't have a butthole. He doesn't poop. He also has played a perfect round of golf. Nope, nope. That's Kim Jong Il, and he shot a fifty, or he shot a something. It was, it was impossible, but it wasn't a hole in one on every hole. It was more possible, not, not quite an impossible game. Okay. So anyway, we already covered that. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) We're having quite the week, if you can't tell. Yeah. And Jen is here. Yeah, it's great. I love being here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you know what? Actually was super fun was we watched the new episode of euphoria oh yeah i don't know if you guys watched it together too so we can all talk a little bit about it yes we all did watch it and dad has not seen season one dad but you liked the what you saw so far you've seen a couple episodes now i watched the first two episodes of season one and the first episode of season two and i will binge watch the rest of season one I liked it. We love that. Yes. And we want to give you a special thank you for uh, giving us the HBO account. That is how we can watch it. I did pay for it. That's true. So this is how we're watching it. Thank you, Dad. No problem. In case Zendaya is a loyal fan, we'd love to have you on to discuss your upcoming season time. Yes. Yes. We would have so many great questions. I'm sure she is a loyal fan. I'm sure she is. Yeah. It's her and... My, of course, my BFF, Cassie David. Yeah, Cassie David, yeah. So many, oh, so many. Oh, and Alexa Demi, who I have met before. Oh, right, you met her I, at the Telluride Film Festival. I did meet her before, so I'm sure she'll remember me, and she'll come on as well sometime. <laughs> we have sure to listen. We have a long list of yeah. lined up guests, and so you guys should feel honored. Yes. So, what do we want to talk about mainly today? We want to just go through some Q&As and get the sister-slash-dad perspective, yeah, we, I mean, usually Jen and I give our perspective. Bad advice. <laughs> Bad advice. Excuse you. Good advice. I, you know, you relationship expert, you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and you guys are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We're killing the game out here. What did Emma comment on the TikTok? She said, why do you guys give dating advice if you have such horrible taste? Yeah, I mean, fair. I don't know why anyone, if someone does listen to this podcast, there's two, the single <laughs> listener out there, 
I don't know why you ask them questions because they have no experience <laughs> in order to give you a good answer. That's all. Okay. Excuse you. We have had boyfriends and we have dated. So what are what more expertise do you need? Tons of people Amazing have had men. boyfriends and dated. <laughs> Uh, what about all the, all those football players who like have beaten their wives, have dated, and have been married? <laughs> I'm so I'm glad, glad I hear relationship advice from them. Okay, okay. So glad that you're comparing us to football players with CTE. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and really you know good. what? We actually do have one listener, and that's Dad. Yeah. The number one fan. <laughs> Wait, also, could you, what, what is your favorite episode? In case we have new listeners, they can go listen. Um, well, my, my favorite, I, I really enjoyed the one with Jen's sister, Kaylee. Mm -hmm. I thought she was very insightful, very uh, reflective. Mm -hmm. uh, my least favorite was the Cinderella. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, as a lie. father. <laughs> But, and Kylie did warn me, but I, being separated from her 2,000 miles, I love. And I do think Jen and Kylie have wonderful advice on dating Aww. and relationships. At, <laughs> Emma's contrary to Emma's opinion. Thank you, Dad. Yeah, thank you so much. Let's net zero that. Um, so I think it's awful. Dad <laughs> thinks it's great. It's probably like neutral chaotic. <laughs> Okay, Emma, so if you're so great and you've got such great dating advice. I never said I was good either. Oh, so you're just a critic. Yes. <laughs> Critics are important. No, they're not. Critics are the most <laughs> are the most useless thing. The most useless job. All they do is create negative energy. Oh. And they don't create any kind of art or benefit. Okay, so critic. You know who and are critics? Number one fan. People who uh <laughs> I can't even say it because <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> People in the Me Too movement. Okay, I'm just gonna get us canceled. <laughs> they're criticizing Harvey Weinstein. Oh, <laughs> they're just creating negative energy. God forbid someone criticizes that's someone. Like a movie that's critic or a food critic. That's a good point, Emma. Negative negativity can be good. Yeah, if someone doesn't knock those people down, then they're gonna keep being. The worst people. I was talking about I was comparing us to the worst people on planet Earth. <laughs> okay. 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 So Emma and Dad, we got this question from a viewer of Jen's TikToks. Yes. What do we do now in this virtual dating sphere? How close do I actually get to him virtually before I try to meet with him in person? Or is this even a bad idea? So what do you think about dating in the virtual environment. At what point do you try to meet up with someone? I'm so excited for Emma to give her take because she's much better at this than us. Yes. Dating, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, in today's day and age, things are changing rapidly in terms of just dating culture, but also like virtual hangouts with friends, etc. And I feel as though you can create a fairly like emotional intimate connection with someone via um, FaceTimes or um, any other um, form of online communication. Um, so if you're waiting to meet up with someone because it is a risk to uh, have someone enter your like bubble of people that you're um, quarantining with, then um, I would say, I don't know if there's a, a pure time limit on it, but if you feel like you want to see someone and you want to go on a date with someone and they have been safe and you have been safe, then um, by all means, go for it. 
and you may hit it off in person. I think sometimes video chatting can be even more awkward than True. like a, a real in-person first date. And if you can get past that, then you can get past a real in-person first date too. True. So we should take the leap of faith and try to form online connections. Yeah. I don't see why like COVID has to stop people from dating or from like meeting new people in general. There's ways to get around it. Well, what if, you know, the person you're dating, right? Most people are dating around and maybe dating multiple people. So what if they're dating multiple people? You don't know. It's, it's like the STD thing, right? Like everyone that they've been with then exposes you, but this is COVID. Like, do you have any concern about the risk? I mean, there's, just like you said, the STD thing, there's, there are risks with dating casually. And this is like non-pandemic and pandemic times. Now it's um, something that you have to think more carefully about before you let someone into your life and into your like face-to-face life as well. But I think it's truly just honesty. Um, You can play whatever games you want or whatever games that Kylie and Jen recommend, but honesty in terms of who you you are exposed to in the pandemic, um, that is something that should like yeah, like first and foremost, definite thing that you guys agree on being open and communicating clearly about. Okay, I like it. That was a good response. Dad, do you have anything to add? Um, you know, I'm not an expert on online dating, and uh, <laughs> but I will say that in with the pandemic, we all we all suffer from this pandemic fatigue, and I think we're desperate for social interactions. But I do think it, that with the vaccine around the corner and people getting, you know, with the spikes we're seeing, that it's probably prudent to be careful, you know, get to know somebody online and be exceptionally careful in these times. And of course, there's not a lot going on as far as bar scenes, restaurant scenes, which we all miss out on. Even old dads miss out on, you know, going to a nice restaurant and having fun. But at this point, I think that you can get to know somebody online, you can get to know somebody and then get to the point where you feel comfortable. And if you feel you have a good relationship, then maybe meet in person. But be careful. Uh, these, this time will pass and we'll hopefully everybody, you know, in the summer, it'll be a different time. And this will be a distant memory for all of us. So are you saying that you should try to exclusively date virtually? Or are you saying if you should you could meet up if you're both safe like what are you well i think i think if you're gonna try to meet up and i think that it's it's human nature to try to meet up in person nobody Mm -hmm. wants to have a long-term virtual relationship but i think that if you do meet up personally that you know you should set the parameters and make sure that you're, you're safe and as safe as you can be and follow the guidelines i mean obviously we're in a very peak time right now so it's you know we have to be very careful with meeting new people getting into large social gatherings and those types of things so it's it's a tough call. I, I don't have the exact answer and I don't think we have a playbook for it. But hopefully if we can pull through this next couple of months, I think it's going to get a lot better. I like your optimistic take. Me Dad. too. I like it too. Jen, anything to add or I feel like for me, I feel like you guys kind of yeah, covered I think it. You guys kind of covered it. Wait, I think I remember a question about oh yeah. Okay. So um we got a, a question about study abroad and where people would recommend studying abroad, if it's worth it to study abroad, etc. Kylie and I have talked a little bit about our study abroad experience. And how amazing it and was. And how lovely it was. Yes, totally great. Um, Emma, I know you studied abroad. I did. If you'd like to talk about it. Did you have just such an amazing, positive, wonderful, welcoming experience in your country you studied abroad in? First and foremost, I want to say that I actually did have a fantastic time studying abroad. Um, I am incredibly grateful that I got 
the experience. Um, my courses ended up allowing me to graduate early. Um, my parents were able to afford that extra semester at the time for me, and that was fantastic. So I got to go to Italy over a summer um, and take classes over the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And like all in all, looking back, I had a, a fantastic time. Um, yeah, there were a few hiccups, though. <laughs> really? Like what? Italians are known to be quite xenophobic in terms of non-Italians, especially in terms of people who do not look like them. Um, so they're xenophobic against white people, but they're even more racist towards non-white foreigners. Yes. Do you have any stories you'd like to share <laughs> about some experiences? I would say the most jarring one was when I got to Italy, I had an orientation with my university and they told us that there is a good chance that many of the females are going to get catcalled and the correct response is to continue walking and do not interact with the person. So um, did you have this experience of getting catcalled? So I was walking down the streets and I was very prepared to get catcalled. Um, I was like, don't worry, they just think you're beautiful, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> just walk away really fast and look down not a big deal. I actually got, uh, while I did get catcalled, I want the audience to know, yes, I also did get catcalled. I got um, quite a few <laughs> racial slurs um, thrown at me as well. Uh, one of them is a C word that is used to describe, uh, it's a Chinese, Chinese person slur. And um, I am not myself Chinese, though obviously many of the East Asians are mistaken for each other. And especially when it comes to slurs, I don't think people are looking to be politically correct in terms of which East Asian slur they're using. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Where are you from? <laughs> what is your ethnicity yeah. so I can get this slur <laughs> right? Slur. Yes. Um, so I actually, one time I did get shoved and called this word when I was just walking down uh, like a very nice area on my street. Yes. Um, to which I was like, oh, it's the same thing as getting catcalled. Just don't interact. <laughs> and walk, walk away like yeah and so a lot of my roommates would come back and they would say like oh we got cat call today it was so uncomfortable it was embarrassing like I didn't enjoy it and none of my roommates were um Asian or from uh looked different from um a normal white person so um there was no one who could really share this experience with me um so I didn't really talk about it with them much because I was more just worried that, yeah, it just would kind of bring the mood down, you know? Like, oh, someone shoved yeah. me today and called me the C word. <laughs> Do you want to go to the bars now? <laughs> yeah, that definitely does not sound like any experience that we had no. <laughs> studying abroad, for sure. Yeah. Also, one time I walked in on my uh, roommate masturbating, so I had to... <laughs> 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 and it was like a full walk into like I like hesitated and I was like <laughs> checking out the scene like shit <laughs> Uh, and then I like didn't know what to do like would it be worse to like close the door and run away I like think that honestly it was a better option because I like ran to my bed threw my books down and then ran out but I don't think <laughs> I should have walked in the room at all um because i ended up leaving um i bought like a like a coke or something and so i left my drink in there so i had to go back in and re-walked in on her because she went right back to it after what? i <laughs> why would you go back in <laughs> doesn't this girl know to lock the door or like I was there know. no lock on your door no there was a lock on her door so she was just like let me risk it all 
risk it all. Yeah. So that was, I like had never like walked in on someone in that, like that, like that full, like I see everything going on type of thing. Well, that's interesting. I'm glad abroad brought you that experience. Once again, Italy is fantastic. If you, I honestly can only picture your viewers being like young white females. Um, if you're a young white female, you won't get these racial slurs that I got. And I have only great things to say about Italy and the food and everything else I experienced there. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you had good experiences. Yeah, you do. Oh, also, didn't your roommate hog the fan? <laughs> so, yeah, I, we didn't have AC, and usually the, the days we get to, like, the hundred, to, uh, around a hundred in, like, the heat of July, um, and then the evenings, it would be about 85, which, in my opinion, is very uncomfortable to go to sleep in. Yeah. But oh my, my roommate was, was yeah, no, she, no. she was a larger, a larger individual than I was. Um, and so she was, like, sweating a lot more than I was and was more uncomfortable. So, yes, we had one fan in our room, and it was always next to her side. Yes. Um, but, like, in all honesty, she probably, like, it was probably more uncomfortable for her to go to sleep. So I don't, I don't no, think it was the end of the world. Well, That's nice of you. That was really nice of you. Yeah. Very selfless. I have a question for you, Emma and dad. What are some red flags that you would absolutely not put up with? Or, you, you know, dad, you can also give the perspective, like what you think that women shouldn't put up with mm-hmm. or. Well, I think, um, I think honesty is, uh, is one of the things that you, in a relationship, if you open, if you're in a relationship and, you start a relationship and somebody is already dishonest or, you know, maybe uh, about other relationships or maybe not ending other relationships and those types of things. Those are big red flags. Because, what if they're honest about? Well, then the- that's something you go in with open eyes and you, you have to make that decision up front. If that's something that you're willing to try to start a relationship with somebody and you know that they possibly might be still having some feelings or some past relationships that are still ongoing, you have to make those decisions. <clears throat> okay, so you're saying any kind of dishonesty from the get-go, that's a no-go red flag. Well, if they're not willing to be, especially in the terms of, um, yeah, I think dishonesty in general is, mm-hmm. is probably a big red flag. How sm- how dishonest are we talking? Like, how small of a lie is a red flag? Like, what if, what if for example, the guy was like, well, sometimes people ask questions that they don't necessarily need answers to. What do you mean? Let's say <clears throat> hockey player was like, Carly, <laughs> are you, did you go out with XXX yesterday and you don't want to hurt his feelings? I see. You know, you don't have to tell him that. He's not your boyfriend. Yeah, that's true. I think that, you know, I think that you have to, I mean, like, look, you have to be honest. So if you wanted to know if I went on a date with someone, then I would have to be honest about it. I think that you, I mean, again, like dad, what you were saying, being open and honest about like the nature of your relationship. I mean, I think if somebody says they're six foot two and you meet them and they're five foot nine, yeah, that's a that's obviously that's a red flag for me. <laughs> oh, that's a big red flag. Yeah. For me. Not but it's fly. an obvious. It's not a, a lie. That's not gonna. That's hard to hide. You know, but that's one that I can't. I can't get over though. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a okay. big that's the worst you. lie you can ever tell. <laughs> I meant that was a small lie, but I guess in, in Jen and Emma's view, it's not a. It's a big lie. But um, I think you know there's small lies that you know 
that you can probably that people try to build themselves up. Right. But if they're if they're constantly lying about you know where they're they're not honest in their relationship or they have multiple girlfriends, then what? I think that, I told you that. <laughs> I heard I, I, the accountant the accountant saga. <laughs> Rings, you know, it rings true to me. I can never get that out of my head after my past podcast of real or fake. The accountant was, you know, I don't know the guy, but I feel like I do know the guy. You know him. You know right. as much as you need to yeah, know. Right, right. I do know. Him. That's all that matters. I know of him. I'm gonna get in trouble. Emma, what are That's some like a red flag though? Thank yeah. you for bringing that yeah. up. I have actually a question for Dad. So what if what if someone lied in the other way? Like instead of lying about seeing someone they lied about their past and said that they had actually had more partners than they actually had or they purposely increased their body count <laughs> um wait why would they increase solely for the purpose of seeming like they had slept with more people than they had for like i don't know what? I, was, I was like personally invested in this question <laughs> she's asking this for a reason what would be the reason to ask that i mean so a guy seems more of a stud in the past is that and you're talking about it as a yeah. man how how yeah. bad of a lie is that well i think it's a hard lie to, to follow up on number <laughs> one you know so i think that would be a tough one but i think you know that but there's a psychology to that i think that you'd have to look into the psychology of why somebody would do that to try to build themselves up so that might be a red flag in your relationship if the person needs to have say he's he's had more or she's had more relationships to make you feel a certain way that might be a red flag in your relationship yeah. and i don't pretend to be a psychologist but obviously that would be psychology 101 there would be an issue with an insecurity issue with that person mm -hmm. so and i don't think it really you know it, i don't think in general with relationships that you'd have to do that but if somebody's so insecure they felt like they had to do that then that might be a red flag also just kind of a strange thing to lie about like i would be really confused about why somebody would lie about well i think that this brings up a good point though dad that there are sometimes red flags that may not be relationship enders but definitely you should do a pulse check and check into where everybody is and address certain insecurities or why someone might have felt the need to lie. Obviously there's lying about having multiple girlfriends. That's cheating. That's typically a relationship vendor, but something like you just described, Emma, maybe that's just time for a conversation or right and people have insecurities and you have to deal with those types of things. That's something you'd have to feel how comfortable you are with it in that situation, Emma. <laughs> So. I completely agree, and I actually really appreciate your answer, Dad. Yeah, I would, I would, I completely agree. So red flags, I'm thinking flat earthers, anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone under or shorter than myself, um, solely because I do want to wear heels and feel comfortable and not be looked at weird. Um, and I know that's incorrect in some standards in society, but um, it's just something that I would prefer to be able to do. Granted, if they, if someone who is shorter than myself ha is like squeezed me off my feet, probably figuratively, because literally they wouldn't be able to do so, <laughs> that would be <laughs> fantastic. So height is not a deal breaker for you as it is for Jennifer? As it, as like anti-vaxxers or flatter earthers are correct okay okay do you guys have any advice for girls that may not be quote conventionally attractive so this is for like you know people who may not see themselves 
as attractive. And on social media. Well, I'll jump in and say that I think that in any relationship, you know, initially there has to be some type of physical attraction. But I think when you have a long-term relationship, your personality, your sense of humor, uh, things that you can do together, laughter, those types of things become much more important than physical attractiveness. So if you can break the ice and get into a relationship with somebody, bring out your personality, that's probably going to be the long-term uh, relationship thing. But you know, unfortunately, we do live in a physical society where attractiveness is something that you know we 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 kind of hold as a standard. But you know, I do think there has to be a, a degree of physical attractiveness that you know least brings you to somebody but after that that's a fading mm -hmm. issue i i don't think if you, if you don't have if you're not intellectually curious you don't have the same goals the same type of educational education and those types of things then i and i think then those the physical attractiveness wanes over time in a very short period of time i also want to say that just because you're not conventionally attractive doesn't mean you're not attractive to particular people also people have different tastes for example kylie what do you find my man attractive oh my gosh yeah yeah jen and i could not have different tastes more different tastes in men so you know kylie used to say she wouldn't go near my dudes with a 10-foot pole <laughs> definitely not Definitely not. So just because one person doesn't find you attractive doesn't mean somebody else won't as well. Um, another thing I was just talking about, did I say that right? Yeah. I don't know. I think I said that right. For example, I find Pete Davidson to be absolutely beautiful, probably the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I just love everything about him. And, and he's definitely not conventionally attractive. They're all attractive. shaking their heads, yes. But he is not conventionally attractive in any way, shape, or form. Um... But yeah, also Pete, if you're out there. He's we, definitely a loyal fan. Yeah, we'd love to interview you as well. Um, so anyways, I think he's, you know, beautiful in his own sense, even though he's not conventionally attractive. Emma, do you have any advice for people that might think of themselves as conventionally attractive? I would just say that, I mean, I don't think of, I don't wake up and think of myself as like, wow, I'm beautiful, time to go hit like the world, time to go go about my day. I think many people wake up and they don't feel very confident in how they look or who they are um and i think attractiveness is like very much perception of oneself once you have that confidence then other people almost feed off of it and that is what they find attractive more than um just like how you think your like face or your body looks it's like how how you feel about yourself is is more how what other people are attracted to and then i would say like personality and the things that dad brought up is like what gets you like asked out on a second date um, True. and like dates after that. And that's like what makes a relationship start. Um, but like having self-confidence and um, all of that, that's like what brings like a first date or someone to ask you out. And this kind of reminds me, it almost sounds, you're, you're not talking quite about this, but we have heard stories about friends who have manifested themselves to look true, more attractive. Right. Every day kind of telling themselves a mantra, you know, I, I am beautiful. I'm a hot girl. I'm that's a hot girl. Said, she said or something. Yeah. So Jen's sister has manifested herself to be even more attractive than she already is. She already was a hot girl. So yeah. it's all about that attitude. It's all about believing in yourself. And then once you get past that initial attraction, that's not what's going to keep someone there. Yep.
why okay so we have a one question why am i always the one making the first move this is a female my friends tell me to wait for the guy to show interest but that doesn't happen to me on the regular so do you have any advice for someone who feels like they're making the first move or why they may feel like they're making the first move i mean i don't first of all i don't see any problem with like a woman making the first move agreed i think that's actually kind of awesome and it may just because be because men are intimidated um i actually would think that's probably the number one reason is that if they see you as being strong or like confident then they'll be somewhat intimidated and maybe you in that case have to make the first move yeah i i I don't see why it is a problem even to begin with in terms of how to get guys to like make a move on you i think that's more up your and jen's alley in terms of answering um i guess i'll say For every single person I've ever seriously dated, I have made the first move. And by that, I mean, I've at least let them know I'm interested. And it's worked perfectly fine because pretty much that just allows me to only go out with people that I'm actually interested in. Um, I have gone out on dates with guys who have just made the first move. And just for whatever reason for me, like I usually like to pick ones out that I like best and then I make the first move and go out with them. So like, I personally think this is a fine tactic. In terms of getting guys to make the first move on you, I guess you could like give them little hints that you're interested in them. Like you could just like make extended eye contact or laugh at their jokes or try to like, like slide up on their Instagram story or something like that. But also, I do think guys sometimes need, like, explicit... Explicit, explicit communication, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if sliding up on an Instagram story is actually really going to show them, like, hey, I'm super interested in you. So I think it's okay that you make the first move. I do think that guys can, can be a little intimidated sometimes, like Emma said. And, yeah, I don't know. Kylie, what do you think? I mean, you know my theory. I think that women making the first move is actually an underrated power move. I think that, especially with online dating, men have far fewer messages from women than women get from men. So you are going to stand out. Yeah. And they are going to then understand, oh, she's interested. And hopefully then you actually get more attention that way. So I think that's what I prefer to do. I prefer to make the first move on dating apps and virtually and all that kind of stuff. And I've had good success so far. So, um, dad, did you have any um, thoughts on women making the process? (laughs) Again, I I come from a little different generation, but I would say that I think that's an old fashioned thought to think that men have to make the first move. And I think that in today's day and age that, you know, I mean, I have two daughters and um, I've always encourage them to go after their dreams and their ambitions and their men and <laughs> uh, not necessarily their men but uh, you know that may that may be the next step but I mean I think to have a strong confident woman there's nothing wrong with that and if a man can't handle that I think that's more their issue than it is uh, than it would be uh, so I think that's a very old-fashioned you know premise that if your friends are telling you that you might be waiting around for a long time and I think if you if you want something go for it in yeah. life in general you know, men and careers, jobs, those types of things, because things don't just happen to you. You have to go after it. Mm-hmm. I think you also have to think about this as a, like a game, game theory, for example, what do you get out of reaching out and they're not interested? Yeah. Your pride is probably hurt. Rejection stings. Guess what? Everybody gets rejected at some point in their yeah. life and everybody moves on. But you potentially, by making the move, have the entire upside of someone being interested in you, developing that relationship. So I just think that the risk-reward is totally imbalanced. Like, you have so much more reward potential if you are interested in someone. That's more stable marriage. 
algorithm, right? Where there's, let's say three, three girls and three guys and the guys have a ranking of like which girls they like the most from best to least. And the girls have a ranking of which guys they like the most from best to least. And on day one, all the guys go when they ask the first like girl on their list out, like, will you go on a date with me? And then the girl will like hold out for a better guy on day two. Mm -hmm. Marriage algorithm is. Yes. So it's actually male optimal. The men will get better girls on average than the female. Well, so that's why you flip it. That's why the girls ask. And then they get the better guys. That's what I'm saying is that it's, you can make it female optimal. You have to be the one to go out though. I have never had to convince myself to like one of my boyfriends because I already liked them beforehand and went after them. And so, you know, I think that, I don't know, Dad, maybe you can confirm this, but it, it can feel nice in the, for men to be, know that you have interest and chase you and the women chase the men a little bit. And we're just like, yeah, let them well, I think it, I think human nature, it's nice that if somebody, come, if somebody <laughs> like, if you know somebody likes you and comes after you. And I mean, of course, in my generation, we didn't have cell phones and Instagram and we couldn't instant, we couldn't message people. So we had to call somebody's house. Aww. I, you know, I did see, I do follow Jennifer on TikTok and she did do a TikTok, a nice TikTok about how they, you have to call the girl's house and we'd have to talk to their brother or their father. And that's the way we, we were in, but you know, it, it, you had to sit there and dial the phone and it was, it was a hard thing to do, you know, and, um, and you got rejected, you know, it was, it was tough, but you know, that's just the way, that's the way life is. So certainly there, there's nothing wrong with, you know, if you, if you want something in life and you know, you will get rejected, but more often than not, you'll, you'll probably find that you'll end up being a better person, getting more opportunities. True. Got to make those opportunities for yourself. hundred percent. All right. I'm trying to think, I feel like we have asked a lot of our questions and worked through a lot of our content. Thank God. Dad, do you have any advice that you'd like to give as, you know, a dad to a lot of our younger female listeners? Uh, you know, as a as a dad of, you know, two daughters, you know, I, I just tried to give them advice as far as being good people, strong people, and in, in a relationship and show them that, you know, men, not all men are bad. You know, I know in your generation and at young ages, guys can kind of, you know, you get the bro guys that are just think they're cool, you know, but they'll all outgrow it. And you'll find most guys are pretty good and, and, and you'll be fine with that. So I just, I'll just say that, you know, you'll find there are good guys. And I know Kylie's dated good guys. And I know I've known some of Jen's boyfriends who have been really good guys. So, and Emma's boyfriends are good guys. So, you know, there are a lot of good guys out there. So keep, keep looking. If, if he's not good, then move on to the next guy. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Yeah, if you you know if there's a if there's red flags, then you know then don't you know in in the series of the accountant remember those you remember that guys go back and listen to our 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 past podcasts and there's some bad guys out there, but that doesn't mean you know that we learn from that and then you go on to the next experience, right? I think totally. you, I think you bring up a really good point too about um there's a lot of you know men are trash, we hate men culture which I understand where that comes from. No, and you know what? I also contribute to it too. I'm not saying I don't, but that mentality, I feel like almost holds you back because you are going in with such a negative mindset that everybody's trash. And like you said, most people are good people. Maybe they have some maturing to do and growing to do, but like they're not bad people. But if you wait 20 years and they're the perfect age to date, am I right, Kylie? (laughs) (laughs) Then the maturing and the growing is done. What's so great about 20-something-year-old boys? 
their skin is nicer. This guess what? We talked about physical looks a little bit earlier. Oh, and right. That's not a great investment. And <laughs> if we live to be the same age, we will die old together rather than you never know. I will be a baller ass old lady with or without a husband, widowed or not. Mm, okay. The, literally my only point is that you like older men and dad says that older men are more mature. So you guys are in agreement. That's all I'm saying. It's so facto. No, I didn't men. say older men are more mature. I just, said, <laughs> I just said there are some good men, no matter what the age is. Are. There are some bad men that are older than me, you know, so it doesn't matter. It's just that there are good men at, at all ages. I just said, just hang in there and find the good guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, Emma, any concluding words? Yes, as the only person here in a stable, loving relationship, um, I would like to say that all men are trash. Um. <laughs> what about what about your partner? Yeah, thank Canadian, you, Kylie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Canadian. No. Canadian. <laughs> Um, no, there are, there are good ones and dad's right. I, I do think I tend to play it safe to have my guard up more often out of fear of the bad ones, out of the experiences that have been shared on this podcast as well. Um, however, there are good ones as well. And that is why I guess people still date even after going through, um, incredibly tough relationships. So that's a good point. Yeah, hang in there. It'll it'll be okay. You'll find your perfect bliss like Emma has. Yeah. There's no perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Emma. Emma's yeah, the say, perfection. Emma's the perfect half. Yeah. Um I think yeah, I'm really holding up my end. Um I'm like always the perfect partner in the relationship. But right. for some reason my relationships don't last and I would like to blame it always on the other person. Can yep, I, that sounds totally accurate. Yeah, can really ne- healthy. Can never be okay. my fault. Very um very self-aware. Thank you. This is beautiful. <laughs> um wow, well, I'm really glad I got to be included in like family episode. Yeah, family therapy. Yeah. This has been great. Yeah, I guess with that, thank you guys so much for yeah, being thank here. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys no, so it's much. Great to be here. Well, it's this was happening in the living room and uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was no other activity to do tonight. So thanks for having me well, on. Now we can play active. We can so play welcome. Uno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It's been fantastic. You guys rock. <laughs> Big fan, big fan. Tell them to follow us on social media yeah. and subscribe. Oh yeah, um, so <laughs> follow the po- this podcast. Uh, it's called the Daily. It's by the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> Give that definitely a follow. Um, the Instagram is you should lo- just Google search uh, Emma Vickery. Anything that comes up under there, you should follow. That's all. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. You hit me when you only Write down everything I feel like Well, I don't really